I'm kidding. Oh my God, no, I'm sorry. I called you that. Hello, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for my life. Praise you for everything good. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, the pods, it, we're, we're kicking. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're doing that story today? Oh, but it's so sad. So much suffering. It's a pandemic, Father. Mm -hmm. No, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, doubting you at all. No, yep. Okay, copy that. Great. <laughs> We're doing the book of Job today, guys. Oh, Wheezy, Wheezy, the story of Job. Like a job, Job? No, it's Job. Oh, God, I like need Like Jehovah's job, Witness? No, 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 no. Job was a, a very, very cursed dude, but the story is beautiful. Are you ready to hear it? Amazing. Oh, hi guys. Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And I'm obviously with my girl Weezy. And the Bible. Oh, you can't really for a Bible. Okay, got it. And also Weezy can't really do anything with Weezy. Um, how you <laughs> feeling, girl? How's everything? How you been feeling about the podcast so far? I am loving it. It's just making me feel a little closer to that man up there, man, woman, who knows? I'm not really sure. Oh, I love you know, to hear it. I just really feel like maybe Noah was a fable, but maybe Adam and Eve was real. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I don't really know. Some of them I'm feeling, some of them I'm not, but I do. Listen, Wheezy, you guys don't know this. I tell, I tell Wheezy this all the time. I think that I, I don't know, Jimmy rigged my way into this collaboration because I've been praying for you since the day I met you. And I said to myself, I said, Wheezy is going to be saved. And I don't care. I don't care how it happens. I don't care if it happens 10 years from now. I pray for you every day. And I know Jesus loves you in particular. I bet you people listening are like, who the hell is this? But Wheezy, I love you so much. And I pray for you. And I know, I know that you will be saved. Wow. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. What's that other one that you sing about being a hoe? <laughs> Jesus loves a hoe. He does. Jesus loves a hoe. Oh, no, he doesn't. Okay, guys. I mean, drop it, drop it low. Oh. For Jesus. Mm -mm. Keep the Lord in mind. For Jesus. When you dirty wine. Uh. For Jesus. Um. Let's get to the show. Back to Job. Job. Oh, Job was a troubled man. And uh, this story's going to be meaty. So grab a snack, sit down, guys. It may be a little longer than our usual episodes. Job was a guy. So the story starts, chapter one. They give us a brief, you know, rundown on who Job is. He is a well-to-do, righteous, blameless man from a land uh, called Ooze. Uzi. And mm, no, not at all. But anywho, uh, and I like that they open with that just so they give you like, a, you know, a rundown of um, the fact that he was loaded. Great life, great family, family man, feared God, prayed every day, loyal, you know, mm. and they really set that up for the next chapter, because in the next chapter of Job, we're now in heaven. And uh, we basically enter the way I envision it. And because this is Bible stories with me, it's my interpretation. So I, I see this as God's having like a conference call with let's, I don't know, with his executive board in heaven. And 
when God has these meetings, he, you know, addresses certain people in the world. I mean, this is after the flood. This is after everything, you know, so he's already assessed the world of, uh, cleaned the world of wickedry and all of that wickedness and, and idol worship and stuff. So, you know, he's a, he assesses people with his e-board. And one of these days, one of the angels brought a guy named Satan or pronounced Satan. I mean, it's not today, Satan. No, 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 no. It's it's spelled Satan, but the actual the way you say it is Satan in this sense. It's oh, Satan. And Satan uh, means accuser. OK, well, not today either, Satan. Not today either, Satan. Um, so God goes to the angel. Who did you bring? Who is this? And Satan goes, actually, that's a good question. Uh, I'd like to chat about some of them people in, in heaven. And God goes, OK, listen. I know you're the accuser. Let's talk about this one guy I know. His name's Job in the land of Ooze. Has done nothing wrong. What do you say about him? This is what God said to Satan. And um, Satan, Satan basically goes, oh, this guy? The only reason why he loves you is because he's so rich and you've given him so much. Listen. I don't know how to how to how to really hone in on the fact that Job was a rich, really well-to-do guy. Man, he was he was like Rick Ross, Wheezy. Like, listen, listen to this, listen to the scripture. His possessions were seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred female donkeys, and very many servants. Rick Ross, like, yeah. very wealthy in biblical times. What's the oxen now? An animal. <laughs> like is it ox tail no it's it's a like a bull like a it's like an animal that in back those days if you had that you were like head honcho in the man and that's what satan is telling god satan's like this guy actually let's find exactly what he says so oh it's like a bull like a bull yeah like a cow so so he has steak yeah and he was invested in the stock market he was fine so what satan tells god is does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. So what Satan is saying there is, I bet you if you got rid of all of those oxens, he would curse you and he would reject you. Put money on it. So God said, you know what? Deal. Let's test this out. Let's do it for the people. Do whatever you got to do uh, to Job. Just don't kill him is what God tells Satan. Okay. And Satan goes, all right, let's go. So later on that day, we're back in, on earth now. Job gets reports from his servants, from his people, that all of his animals have been stolen uh, his riches have been stolen, animals killed, slaughtered. He can't believe it. In his head, he's like, oh my God, what's going on? Job is in such a, dis like, in such a, a shock that his life is falling apart. Literally every hour, something new happens. Every hour. hour. Um, um, he shaves his hair off, begins losing his mind, like Brittany in 2007. You know, he lost all his animals, lost all of his possessions. But more importantly than anything else, all of his children died. Satan 
took his children. That's why he shaved his head off. It's not just the possessions he lost and everything. His life was falling apart. And even then, Job still did not curse God's name. Even then. He wailed. He cried. There's How do people curse God's name? When you curse God's name is uh, by quite literally cursing God or uh, minimizing him, degrading God. That is a curse towards God. God. Not like GD. Like no, but that's damn it. No, but that's that's kind of blasphemous as well. You don't want to. You never want to damn. You know what I'm saying? When you're when you fear God, you have reverence for Him. Actually, we may cut this. We may keep it in. But I've been noticing that. You know, I love Charlemagne and I love Andrew so much. Huge fans of theirs, and I listen to Brilliant Idiots every week. They're the only podcast and Tiger Belly. And Charlemagne says, "Gosh dang it." No, 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 not that. But he jokes around a lot in God's name. And every so often, uh, Charlemagne will have this recoil that every Christian knows. And it's like, God, you know my heart. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and like non-believers like Andrew will be like, no, nah, man, stop, stop. But if you fear God, you have reverence and respect for him in a way that's even more than your parent. Mm -hmm. So like when it comes to cursing God as a God-fearing person, that is... No bueno. So, um, so he rips off his clothes. He cuts his hair off. He's going. He's lo he's lost everything. He's in a state of suffering right now, which is what the story of Job kind of explores. Why do good people suffer? Why don't they suffer? Right. Like why he made Noah last week when we was learning about Noah build the ark himself. Ain't he God? He could have threw a bone. <laughs> <laughs> like. You know what I'm saying? You got all that stuff up there. Oh, you my God. But here's the thing. And I, this is why the book of Job is so cool, because it explores uh, uh, the complexities and the mysteriousness of our fortune, our good fortune, our bad fortune. Okay. How many crappy people, Weezy, do you know? How, Evil how people. Just name them right now. All the shitty people you know. Okay. No. Starting one. Listen. Sleep and sleep and <laughs> Alex, censor all of this. <laughs> um, but that are super prosperous. And how many great people that you know that are struggling and stuff. This this story really does explore human suffering in, in, in a sense. And the story must go on. So at this point, uh, uh, Job's three homies turn up. Because they are hearing what is going on with his friend. Eternal hey. Oh, no, 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 no. It is like a funeral right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Job has just lost all his kids. Okay. Just lost all his oxen. She said turn up. I'm sorry, guys. His everything. No, no, no we're not. No, no, no. Turn down. So the friends show up for seven days, Wheezy. And Bible stories listeners. Their friends join Job in silence. Seven days of silence. Mm. Oof. You know I can't do that. Silence. And after the silence, Job breaks it with this long monologue of how he wishes he were never born. How he was kind of saying, like, reverse this. I wish my mother never became pregnant with me. You know, imagine the wailing. That's how we break the seven days of silence, right? And his three friends are still there. His three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, who were there to comfort him. They're there, but the second Job breaks silence, that's when we start with Eliphaz. He begins saying some opinions on what's going on. You know how some people think that they're comforting you? 
when you're in a state in a certain state and like sometimes people just be saying like whatever like and they don't even really know what's going on like they could never understand what you're going through mm -hmm. so in this case eliphaz the first thing he says is all right brother maybe you deserve this listen god would never do this unless you sinned you had to have done something but like we know from chapter one of the book of job we know for a fact that job was a righteous blameless man so as a reader you know that his friend is bsing i call bs you're capping right now eliphaz how you say bs but in christian terms mm, malarkey i like this. i don't know that's it's total malarkey total bullcrap like there's no way he's lying I, I, I don't know. I've had a lot of friends try and comfort me, and they say the worst things. That's why I don't be telling people stuff. Because sometimes I'm like, and I know that suffering in alone is not necessarily the healthiest thing, but you got to be careful with who you share your, your most vulnerable moments with. Like, when you're in that vulnerable state, you can lose your mind. Some people get, you know, they influence you, and they get in your head sometimes. Uh, and let's wait until later in the story, because God also addresses these friends. So we had Eliphaz saying, this is your fault. We have Bildad saying, listen, your children deserve to die. They definitely did something. Could you imagine being Job? Job feels like he's grow growing insane. He would tell his friends, no, I'm telling you, I did not sin. If I did, please show me. I contest. Let me know. I wanted. That's not true. You're not right. Actually, it's so funny because Job tells his. He has this like long monologue again. By the way, guys, go to Job because it's a very long book and it's super poetic and it kind of you can tell the story in three acts. The largest act being the dialogue that Job has between these three friends, and later a fourth person that comes in that wasn't a friend, but he's the last person and the the way the bible sets it up it's so spectacular because he starts with one, one uh job will say something and then one friend will refute that and then job will continue and then the friend another friend will say another thing it's like this dance of doubt and confirmation it's like almost like what you the internal dialogue you tell yourself when when you're in a state of suffering we've i've suffered have you suffered wizzy I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, who hasn't? But when I'm in a state of suffering, I totally become reclusive. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody like I'm uh, just ignore me. Yeah, man, it's hard. And you, you end up having these conversations with yourself almost. It's I, I empathize so much with, with people that suffer from like severe mental health challenges and stuff like when I see, you know, we live in New York City and homelessness is directly attributed to mental health. Right. A declining mental health, or they, they they never sought treatment. They couldn't. Poverty, and when I see certain you know homeless people outside talking to themselves and stuff, I for whatever reason I think of obviously I think of God, but I think of the empathy that I feel that I felt when I first read Job, and it's like in my head I thought, holy crap, that conversation with Eliphaz and Bildad and Zophar and Elihu, those are conversations that I have with myself. That's why it's very important to always have humility. Because I really feel like I'm not that... Far. I've felt manic moments, right? We all have. But sincerely, when I'm looking at someone on the street that's going through a tough time, I feel like we're all a few paychecks away from that. Yes. Almost being in that predicament of helplessness. 
And so I think that's why it's very important to always treat people with kindness because they're suffering. Like, you know, we just, compl- I have first world problems. Yeah, for sure. Like the shit that we complain about, people in other co- other countries are like, what? We're so fortunate to have all of this. My Wi-Fi is so slow. Yeah, like what? Oh, and that's perspective. Oh, that's why I, I rock with you, Weezy, and I rock with this brand. And th- before we even, I even like wanted to do this, I knew I was in good hands because I, I can like see your heart. And like you are such an empathetic, I mean, this is not Weezy Hour, but like you're such an empathetic person. That's the first thing I noticed about you. Uh, when I first had you on my show, you like the way you spoke to me was from such a place of like, I don't know, you've been there, and like, you're from Florida. It's <laughs> a bunch of suffering. Look at the public school system. <laughs> but like seriously, like we're so different, and yet you made it seem like we were from the same place, and that's a gift. That's why you're so successful, by the way. Um, but, um, oh, I wanted to talk about my one of my favorite parts because this is a line that I want to say for all my fake friends that are no longer my friends anymore. Um, so by the end of this, Job says so many things to the friends like, you guys ain't worth a damn. He says, listen, he goes, this is found on Job 13, verse 4. You, however, smear wheat with lies. You are worthless physicians, all of you. If only you would be all together silent for you, that would be wisdom. That he's basically saying, like, oh, wow. I would prefer y'all to just be quiet because you're absolutely not uh, hearing me out. He even goes as far as to say, like, you'll never understand what I'm going through. So how dare you? Right. Um, I don't know. I just I remember when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, I I need to find a way to, like, say that in contemporary modern day terms, because so many people get in my ears and I'm like, you're not helping something. I'm feeling sensations that are not favorable. What is that? Oh, that's right. Anxiety. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Anxiety, depression, all this other shit that's only being amplified by the voices of other people. When I, at least with me, again, I'm a Christian, like, I got to rid myself of all that white noise and stick to my one guy, my North Star, my maker, mi Dios, mi todo, mi Padre Celestial, God. Now, what I think she said <laughs> is um, her daddy, me? her one person. Mm-hmm. Not daddy, but yeah. like mm-hmm. in the space and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wait. And then in Job 16, verses one through four, ugh, I love this book so much, guys. But Job replied to, I think it was Zophar. He goes, I have heard many things like these. You are miserable comforters, all of you. Will, you, with, will your long-winded speeches never end? What ails you that you keep arguing? Like, he's so done with them. And again, the reason why I keep beating this dead horse is because the book is lengthy and it does that. It's all intentional, right? Like the Bible's been edited by so many different people. And I feel like they left it at that length for a reason. It's to what? I see your mouth open. Now, I don't want to sound dumb. Yeah. So you said a book, but the Bible is a book. Oh, I would love to talk about this. Actually, I, I, we're eventually going to talk about this anyways. So the, I thought it was a chapter. No, 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 no. So think of the book. We talked about this before. So the, the word Bible, Bibla, Bible, comes from uh, the Latin word like library. And that's essentially biblioteca. what. Exactly, biblioteca. It, the book is, think of that, the Holy Bible, as a library. And every single, like, you know, Deuteronomy, Numbers, the book of Job, Genesis, like, these are books in the Bible. Okay. 
you know, and I, now that we're here, I also, for any of the new listeners that kind of want to, you know, download the Bible app, which is amazing, or pick up, I like tangible. I'm all about like physical Bible. I love having it next to me. I pray on it. Um, I, I started with the new international version, which isn't a word for word translation of the Hebrew text, the original Hebrew text. They more or less encapsulate the phrasing. And it's, if it's your first time ever reading the Bible, I would say like NIV, the new international version is the one to go. But more recently in my biblical studies, I've been adopting or I've been reading more from the English standard version. So that one's more word for word Hebrew text, which I'm all about like accuracy. And if I can get as accurate as possible to my God's truth, then like I want to I want to do that. But if anyone like was wondering, I would do English standard version or NIV for the Bible. NIV sound like a club. Listen, I love my book. It makes me feel like like a new like a new Christian. Like I'm new. I'm a Hillsong girl. <laughs> there's a fog machine. <laughs> no, but I love Hillsong because like I said, like there's a fog machine. There's great music. I like. Oh, I can't tell you. The pandemic has made me miss church so much. Oh yeah, does it? It makes me miss church so much. Like, but when you feel when you feel, when you're in a room with people that are all there sharing this common like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but every single time I go, like I used to go to like single hour because they want other Christians to mingle, right? None of the boys are cute. <laughs> like none of the boys are cute. Okay, we're gonna talk about this. I swear. But wait, Weezy. So you know Hinge, right? The dating app Hinge. Uh, honey, I know them all. Would you like me to name them? Rapid Fire. <laughs> no. Fire Field. Thrinder. Tinder. Thrinder. What's Thrinder? Bumble. Don't make me tell you. You know what? Not for this program. Um, but on Hinge, there's a way that you can uh, change your preferences, like b between yes, your religions. I didn't know that, but I, I was I like, oh my god! Oh, we'll get a pin a pin on that. So I was like, oh my god! I didn't know you could change all these preferences. So I removed everyone else. I don't want to. I didn't want to like see atheists or whatever. Uh huh. Perfect. Um, and I I saw, I, once I changed all the other preferences and I just put Christians. I even put Catholics. Oh, they got ugly. All of them. Every single one. It's because the bad boys are just like the cuter ones. Honestly, Jesus was the hottest one. That's it. Oh, God, blaspheme. I did not say that. God, Jesus, I did not say that. Please don't call. But I, I literally was like, what am I going to do? I'm shallow, but I also love God. I don't. Cure me, please. Anyways, guys, that was a really tangential moment. But let's go back to Job. So despite all of this, then there comes a fourth guy that comes in. His name is Elihu. And he ends up saying things like, trust me, God told me himself. Like, are you kidding me? Talk about using God's name in vain and like misusing God's word. This man said, trust me, Job. God told me. He came to me in a prayer and he told me, you're wrong. This is your, like, your, your suffering. Are you kidding me? That's insane. By the end of this, Job says, please, God, show yourself. Show me. If, it, if, it, if it's right, if it's true that I did all this, I'm down. I, 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 I will take it on the chin. But I need to speak to you. Please show me yourself. And God finally shows up. Mind you if, you, if you read Job, the book is so lengthy. And God only shows up the last chapter, the last two chapters. Like, we've been reading. Like, we've been waiting the entire book. For God to come, like, God damn God, where are you going to show up? And he finally shows up. Um, 
And, and uh, uh, Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on earth. That's Job 19, 25. That's like moments before God comes. And the first thing God like says to him is, huh, I've been watching this whole thing play out. And he goes, I got a question for you, Job. And company. Were you there? Were you there when I created everything? I, it's crazy because I, I don't remember seeing you, Joby. That's because you weren't there. And yet every single person, mind you, God's, God's referencing everybody here. Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar, Elihu, doesn't, it didn't say that Elihu's there, but like, and Job, ain't none of you guys there, but y'all are speaking with your chest like you know everything, and yet you know nothing. Pretending, thank you, nothing. Pretending to use my name like, like I said something. Just a little clout. Right. Like using my clout. I don't even know you. I've never met you. I'm kidding. God did not, God made all of us. But the first thing he says is he condemns all of that, all of the friends. He said, you guys are lousy, lousy comforters. Shame on you. But for Job, he says, because you were not there in the beginning, who are you to tell me that only good people should be deserve a, pro a prosperous life? Maybe Buddha said that. That's a different podcast. <laughs> Buddha with Brianda <laughs> next season. <laughs> but like, it's just so interesting. And, and then that's, that's the kind of, that is the cherry on top to the story is God telling him, telling him, listen, you'll never understand fully why things happen to certain people or not. The world is complex. The world is, is mysterious. It'd be like explaining It'd be like explaining algebra to an ant. Mm. Like, my simple son, you'll never know. Or like to a child. Like, you know when you're trying to tell a child, like, why certain things are wrong? Or That's kind of how God spoke to, speaks to us. It's like, there are certain things that you, you'll never be able to comprehend. And um, I think that human suffering is just one of those. In fact, it's like at its core. Because even if you have, if you've grown up like Will and Jada's kids, affluent as hell, I don't know what their suffering looked like, but it didn't look like mine. Yeah. Even them, even if you haven't suffered, you're going to suffer one day and we're all going to die one day. We're all going to have these thoughts moments before. So how do we mitigate those feelings of why did God put us in certain predicaments like and this is worth this is worth me looking at my notes for because I'm such a nerd, guys. I'm prepared, but God asks Job to to forgive the friends intentionally. So right. So after he goes on this tangent on uh, not tangent, you know, on the speech, like he says, Job, I want you to forgive your friends, forgive them now, do it, and he does that. God then restores Job's health granting him twice as much property as before. He gave him new children. Mind you, Job was so old, crazy that that even happened. And he had a remarkably long life. Job already had so much, and yet God multiplied that. He went from, like, Rick Ross to, like, Jeff Bezos money. <laughs> but, like, less Dr. Evil, you know what I'm saying? We'll take it all. Yeah. And God reminds him that the world has order and beauty, but is also wild and dangerous. And in the end, Job never completely gave up hope 
or faith in God. That's the key here. I mean, it's a huge inspiration to anyone that's suffering or in a, in a, in a, in a really like tough spot, tough, challenging spot right now. And if you're listening to this and you're in a tough spot right now, the book of Job is something that was so illuminating for, for, for so many of the Bible readers. You know, it's a story that reminds us that, that there's something worth living for. And even though we don't understand it, it could be as simple as an emotional impulse. And I hope everyone finds that one day. Hey, Jesus. How'd I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, fine! Oh, okay. Yep, we're still working on Wheezy, but it's fine. Just give me a couple more episodes. What I'm up, gonna... G? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, one day I'm going to put you on the phone, Wheezy, with him. But um, that day's not today. All right, guys. Bye! He loves you. He loves you. I love you. Oh my God. I'm so grateful for this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing.